You're listening to WDW Tales, a glimpse of the Central Florida theme parks from a cast member's perspective. WDW Tales, behind the name tag. And now your host, Justin Stone. Hey everyone, welcome back to WDW Tales. Hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Um, the feedback has been really, was really great. Um, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised in the feedback and the support from folks in the community. I always thought that these stories would be um, just kind of my, my fun stories in the vault, but um, a lot of folks have said these are, these are fun, so I'm glad you're enjoying them. I have a lot of stories to tell. And I uh, and plan to continue to do so as long as you uh, want to hear them. So, thanks so much. Um, if you haven't listened to the first four episodes, uh, welcome. I would recommend that you go back and listen to them, but uh, you don't have to do it in any type of order. They're all uh, you know their own little stories themselves. So, uh, if you have listened to them, thanks so much. Thank you. And uh, today is going to be a little different. Uh, it's not going to be so much about um, a view of the days when I worked at the parks and put on a name tag and did all the uh, cast member employee stuff, but this um, this kind of takes it back even further than that. I think with Walt Disney World's 45th anniversary that just happened recently, it, uh, it allows me the opportunity to kind of talk to you about why why I why I, I ended up where I did why I, I started working at um, the theme parks and and uh, all that stuff so I think what I'd like to do is just kind of tell you a little bit of background of my experience with Disney from a guest standpoint so a little different than the slogan of behind the name tag but this experience definitely led me to uh, where I ended up and, and how I got there so um, Hope you enjoy the story, and uh, let's begin. So I guess it all started way, way back when I was uh, two or three years old in the mid uh, late 70s um, with my family, who uh, were big travelers. We were known to travel. Uh, There's seven of us. In the, in the family and it's not like we were circus people we didn't pick up and go town to town in the middle of the night we were just known to travel so uh, in fact I, when I got a little bit older I can still remember when we'd get called to the office my brothers and I would get called to the office in school around noon and uh, there was there were my parents and the car was packed and uh, we were off on another adventure for the for the weekend for the week, so uh, I, I've always been thankful that I've I've had this <clears throat> had this experience to travel ever since I was young, from Europe to uh, to Mexico to Canada to Asia and and everywhere in between, and had a lot of great experiences and and um, gave me a lot of different perspectives. Um, but one thing that we could always we could always be sure of was that we would uh, end up at Disney World. A couple of times a year so whether that was for a spring break or that was just for a fun vacation I mean, it was a different time back then when it it, it I guess it wasn't so uh, you know 
morally wrong to pull your kids out of school when there wasn't a when it wasn't a vacation just to just to do it. So we would do that a lot, and I think the reason that we did that is because back then it was just the Magic Kingdom and and some of the resorts and uh, the the village marketplace. So it was very self-contained, and it was easy for a big family to go do different things, but still be self-contained in a, in some sorts. So. Um, a lot of times we'd fly, but for the most part we would drive, which was a, a just murder. Uh, going from Wisconsin through Chicago, down Gary, Indiana, and then just going south and driving for what seemed like days upon days upon, I mean it was days upon days, but for a, a little kid. It was, uh, it was just excruciating, but I, I always knew where we'd be ending up. And, uh, and so that w- that even made it worse, you know, minutes felt like hours and hours felt like days and days felt like weeks and I just wanted to get to Disney World and have fun and um, <clears throat> so we would all pack up in the station wagon and back then these station wagons were like these Brady Bunch like looking station wagons where the back trunk would have like a rumble seat you could pull it up from the floor and that would be a seat and it's like the most unsafe seat in the world where my brothers would sit and sometimes I would sit but for the most part those uh, those station wagons used to have bench seats up front. So I would be this, so I'm the youngest, so I would be tucked in between my mom and dad in that middle seat for the length of the trip. And it was, uh, you know, it was, it was terrible, but it was also, as I look back on it, it was a, a lot of fun from what I can remember. But, uh, there was a, a couple trips where my sister would get a library book and she would read the book to everybody and you know my other brothers were too were older and were too cool to pay attention so they had their headphones in and it was uh, it was like a scene out of the movie vacation it really was uh, but when we would get to Disney World we'd always stay in Fort Wilderness or for the I'd say for the most part we'd stay in Fort Wilderness as I got older then we would move into the Caribbean Beach Resort or the Contemporary or the um, the other resorts, but, uh, or the tree houses, actually, we stayed at the tree houses a couple times at Lake Buena Vista, but for the most part, it was, um, it was Fort Wilderness, and Fort Wilderness was, was just so cool. We had, they used to have these, not well, they still have them, they're, they're themed a little differently, they used to have these trailers, you know, like, you, you just, they'd plop down, like, a couple hundred trailers and fix them to the ground, and, and, that's like your room, you know, you would go in and there'd be a kitchen and there's a pull-out couch and there's a TV and then you go into the bathroom and in the back there's like a master bedroom that has two bunk beds and a king-size bed and like that was our home for a week and we used to call it the tin can, like you'd stay in the tin can or we're all going to meet back at the tin can at, at noon or at two o'clock for lunch but we would always uh, do all the things that were available in Fort Wilderness at the time, there was, uh, there still is the the ranch we'd go horseback riding and we'd rent bikes and we'd go canoeing and it was really like uh you would you would allocate like days to hanging out in Fort Wilderness you you wouldn't just go back and uh and uh you know go to the room and then go to the parks I mean if there was river country it was huge back then and the hoop did review and there are all these different um trams and buses that you could take and they were like brown with this orange stripe and there were these goofy little buses and you would go to Pioneer Hall and from there you would catch uh, the Disney transportation, usually the 
the blue flag bus, I think is what it was. It was the blue flag bus. And you would catch the blue flag, excuse me, the blue flag bus to the ticket and transportation center. And then from there, you would catch a monorail or you would take one of the small boats. And to this day, I, I, even when we go to visit, like I have to ride those boats because it just immediately takes me back to when I was a kid and the family would be finishing up the park and it'd be late at night and the water pageant show would be starting and the boat would be going near it and it, it just it, it it's one of those memories that just takes me back and uh and, and I, I really enjoyed it and, and loved it but uh the other thing about Disney World being what it was at the time was I mentioned being self-contained is that like my folks could just kind of let us go they would just let us go because there was there were only so many places you could go. You could take a monorail, a boat, train. Um, that's it. I mean, it wasn't like where, where it is today where there were just, like, just miles of gaudy tourist traps and T-shirt shops and uh, everybody cashing in on on what uh, what Disney is. And, uh, and so my folks would go do something. We had friends down in Central Florida, and they'd come visit. And so... My folks would drop myself and my brother, who's closest to my age, with my older brothers and my older sister and, and say, you guys want to go to the parks, take your brothers, and we'll meet up all later. So uh, back in the days of the Magic Kingdom and, and early Epcot, so let's say this is about 1982, I think we were the first time we were there was like the week after Epcot opened, but around that time, your tickets used to be, uh, they were multi-day passes and multi-park passes, but you had to, they were pieces of cardboard, and they were the size of like a bookmark, and you would, um, the, or the front entrance cast member would have to stamp a little box that uh, said, you know, this is the date that you went, and uh, I can't remember, maybe this was just something my mom did, but you, did you have to show the ticket to get on the ride? It wasn't like A, B, C, D tickets like Disneyland, but it was um, you had to show proof that you were in the park. I don't, I don't know if that's true, but what my mom used to do was take our tickets and pin them to us so we couldn't lose them. So she would always, like, we'd all line up. My brother, my younger brothers, my older ones didn't have to do it, but I still remember her taking these our, our multi-day passes and pinning them to our shirts so we wouldn't lose them. And I don't get it but that was maybe just a thing that you did but the other thing with those tickets is when Epcot opened they went for one of the the multi-day tickets were like dark purple and blue and uh, had a lot of graphics on it except for where those four lines were where you had the tickets and every so often the ticket person at the main entrance would miss the stamp the, the place where they stamped it and it would their stamp would, would end up somewhere in the graphics of the ticket, so it was totally hidden. It was completely, you couldn't tell, and so we would always be like, oh, yes, free day at, at Disney because they, they missed. And uh, I remember my brother trying to, when the, you'd put the ticket down to get stamped, and you'd kind of move it quickly, you know, accidentally, so it would miss the place and, and get masked in the ticket, so we would he would always try and scam us <laughs> free days in the park. And uh, that, uh, I don't remember when they got rid of those tickets. I think it was a while later, but uh, it was always trying to see, like, who could get that extra day. Or if somebody had an extra day, then 
and we'd basically like draw straws to see who got that or my brother's would sister would would draw straws to see who got that um but when my folks would dump us off with my older siblings they always wanted to go ride space mountain like space mountain was the thing at the time and uh at like the rope drop at the front of the park like everybody would line up to hit space mountain like that was the ride and thunder mountain too but for some reason space mountain was was where it's at so the thing was is i wasn't tall enough to ride space mountain and my the, my the brother closest to me he actually was not that much older than me but he was like uh he was a bigger like a taller kid and so he could clear and they would sweet talk the cast member to, to get him on but i i would never be able to do that so my brothers and my sister would say they would sit me down and there's these concrete benches um, where the, uh, like underneath the Wedway People Mover, the, the TTA, where there are, um, I don't even know if they're there, but they're, uh, it's almost like where that stage is, that horrible dance stage, that gross thing. Uh, but there used to be a bunch of benches there, and they'd be like, sit right here, don't move, we'll be right back. And so I'd sit there, and I was probably five years old, six years old, if that. Man, seventies and early eighties were a different time, guys. <laughs> they really were, and uh, but I I still remember, and I, even as old as I am, I still remember saying like they would leave, and I'd be like, screw this, Just like screw you guys. I want to go do things. So around there at the time was the uh, the Fantasyland Skyway or the Tomorrowland Skyway, the People Mover. If you had wings, and there was a stupid show over in the corner, uh, and that was about it. I mean, there was the, the Speedway, too, but there's no way I would ever be able to get onto that without people asking questions. So I rem- I still remember, like, going up the ramp. Oh, and the Star Jets. But going up the ramp to the Wedway People Mover and, like, hopping on and just riding, like, nobody would stop me. I just like this little kid and I was like, oh, I'm going to get on the ride because I, I don't want to sit on a bench. And uh, I still remember hearing the story of like not not being there when everybody else got off the ride and like my sister and my brothers flipping out and they thought they were in so much trouble because I disappeared. And <laughs> I was like just riding around the Woodway People Mover and just like, hey, everybody, like this is what it's all about. Just doing my thing. And maybe that's why I love that ride so much today. I mean, there's no line, and that's the best part, but I think there's a certain connection where I basically, you know, cast off the oppression of my older siblings and just went and did my own thing. And uh, I just, uh, I just, you know, wanted to do my thing, and and I did. So uh, take that, brothers and sister. I'll do what I want. Some of the other things that still make me laugh to this day or things that the family will talk about when we get all together during the holidays is just the absurdity of my family. (laughs) The absurdity of, of the Stone family as they traverse the vacation kingdom, I think. That should be a book. It should be. Uh, Because when we all got together, (laughs) 
the craziness would ensue. We would just, uh, I don't know. It was just something fun about us getting together. We, uh, we would always have to rent strollers while we were there. And I don't remember a lot of this, but I, I kind of do when I see the pictures and the family albums, I, I kind of remember it, but there, uh, there used to be these strollers at Disney World that were, uh, they were like aqua green or aqua blue, and they were like vinyl, they had vinyl seats, and they were just totally uh, production line, no frills, ugly, ugly strollers, and they had like no support, and they like ran on casters, so it was really uncomfortable. And they were small, and and so my, I would have to get one, and my brother Paul would have to get one, and and then uh, everyone else could walk. Everyone else was much older, but they, uh, the one time my sister, if I was probably four or five, probably five, and uh, I I don't remember this, but I, here's the story from what I I can kind of piece together is the my sister who was probably 13 at the time she we she got in one of the strollers and my oldest brother took her and spun her around all through main street and around the hub and just tore like a bat out of hell in front of people and she totally couldn't fit but the best part she couldn't get out <laughs> she was so big for the thing she got stuck, so it quickly went from fun to a little bit of panic when we were uh, trying, trying to get her out. So if you can imagine, there was this big family of seven from the Midwest, probably all dressed alike, because my mom would always make us dress alike, picking up the stroller and kind of shaking it and trying to get this girl out of the stroller and kicking it and trying to bend it just to get her out. And... I could just imagine what people would say as they were going by, and they'd probably say, that family's totally from the Midwest. <laughs> totally from the Midwest. Uh, but uh, we got her out, because she's, uh, she's fine today. <laughs> I mean, as fine as we can be. But <laughs> uh, the good old strollers, and the, I don't remember when they got rid of those things, but those were, those were pretty ugly. And uh, so... So... The uh, the thing about us too is that we would always kind of break off and and do things too. I would go with my brothers to go um, on the Jungle Cruise. I always loved the Jungle Cruise, and my sister and my other brother might go and do the Speedway. They, you know, we'd always just kind of break out and, and do things, and we'd always meet up at a certain time because my mom my mom wasn't into rides, and she wasn't into shows. Um, but she just liked to people watch, you know, she just liked to sit and look at the people and, and just enjoy some free time away from her hellion children. <laughs> so what she would do is she would sit, um, it's called, it's Casey's Corner now, or is it Coke Corner? I think it's Casey's, it is Casey's. We used to call it Hot Dogs on Main, and this was like a ritual for the Stone family is that we would always have hot dogs on Main. It, it, I don't know why it's just I, something I grew up with but I st- still recall um, the hot dogs would come in those wrappers you know they were like uh, uh, 
or they were not saran wrap. They're like Reynolds wrap on the outside and wax paper on the inside, and and you would have a a Coke in like a like a wax cup that said Coke on the side, a fountain Coke, and a hot dog on Main. So she's like, when you kids are hungry, just come over to Hot Dogs on Main, and I'll have a seat for you. And we would do that, like like the swallows to Capistrano. The, the minute we'd all get hungry, it's like some weird family thing where we would all just convene. We'd converge on hot dogs on Main at the same time. And there's my mom, and she would have all the hot dogs ready and all the food ready, and she, we would all just know. And it was, it was like a funny thing just to... to know about that and we still talk about that so when we go to the parks and, and, and visit and do different things even though we all have families and, and just kind of spread out across the country we get together and we'll say alright what time do you guys want to do hot dogs on Maine we'll go do hot dogs on Maine and that's what we do and uh, you know actually the family stories the family dining stories tended to be some of the some of the better times I should share with share with you a few of those there's there was a there was a time at Epcot and this was probably in the in the mid 80s maybe like 85 86 there uh there used to be a restaurant called the Odyssey and the Odyssey at Epcot was in between Future World and World Showcase it was uh over by um World of Motion and in between World of Motion and, and Mexico Pavilion and it used to be like a burger place. And I remember that we were down there for Thanksgiving. And we would we tended to travel a lot. So it's like Thanksgiving, Christmas, we'd be there. We weren't living in the Midwest then. We were in the in the Northeast. But uh, I would have like a week Thanksgiving holiday and then the Christmas holiday too. So we would just basically fly back and forth. And it was Thanksgiving and we didn't have any reservations or world key, which was an old reservation system. You could do it at Epcot. It was, wasn't, was, everything was full and it was like the afternoon. And so we, my mom's like the hell with it. Let's just get burgers. I don't even care. The kids don't want to sit down. Let's just, let's just go get burgers. And we're fine with that. I mean, I'll eat a burger. So we went to, went to the Odyssey and we got our food. So again, seven of us, so we took up like three tables and we sat outside and, and back then the hamburger meals would come in this um, container like a almost like a, a like a, a dining boat if you know what I mean so it's like wax it's like wax cardboard and then the ends are turned up a little bit so it almost would look like a boat if you stuck in the water then it would float so your 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 burger would sit in that, and your French fries would sit in that, and, you know, uh, and that was the meal. But uh, where we sat outside, there were all these seagulls. They were everywhere, and uh, my brother, one of my brothers, started feeding the seagulls his French fries. He started throwing them at, him and they all, you know, came at him. And all of a sudden, like we started getting pooped on <laughs> like how to control all these seagulls had somehow turned on us after we fed them and started just who would rain from the sky so we we dumped and my mom's like grab the trays grab the boats and we dumped out our food and we threw the the, the these 
meal boats on our heads and made this running beeline to get inside because the birds were just attacking. It was just like a wall of seagulls just crapping everywhere, like all over our clothes and all over our shoes. And I still remember that that uh, we all had to go to one of the stores and, and back then the stores they had uh, Communicore had the Centurium and there were a couple stores up front but there wasn't like a World Showcase store like where it is now uh, at the International Gateway and uh, and so my mom was like and my mom wasn't into like branded stuff you know like Disney stuff and my dad wasn't into the branded stuff and he uh, or she had to like go pick out clothes and it was like it's like the movie European Vacation when they have to change their clothes and they buy these like super gaudy awful you know Roman clothes and that's what that's what we all walked out we're all wearing like I mean I didn't care I was a little kid and I was like cool free free Mickey stuff but everybody else had to wear these these like Mickey shirts and we had to get uh, and then my mom had to like go with each like with the little kids and like take my shorts off in the bathroom and like wash my shorts to get all the bird crap off and uh that's that is that is one of the quintessential stories of that is that is a pillar of when we get together it it doesn't matter what you could be talking about it always comes back to hey remember the time we got crapped on at epcot (laughs) just all the time all the time but I have to say, out of all the family stories that, that we have, and, and I could do a whole podcast just on my maniac family's trip to not just Disney World, but all the other destination vacation destinations around the world, but I have to say, I think my favorite story of my family trips was when I was little... We lived in the the Midwest, and we were moving to the Northeast, so my dad sold uh, his company to a larger company, and then he was going to, you know, work at that company as well, take over, whatever, and so we were moving, and I, 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 this was new, I'd never moved before, and this was a new experience for me, it was a new experience for everybody, but uh, I was the youngest, so it was tough to comprehend, but uh, what happened was uh so my uh my uh, family packed up everything and and we left the the midwest and uh my folks were in one car and my oldest brother had this like 1985 i think it was 1985 when when we moved so 19 like 1985 or 86 model um links links was like a uh like a hatchback you know, like utility car, and uh, that was his car, and so my folks were in one car, and I rode with my oldest brother and another brother in that car, and we kind of, you know, drove across the country, and like the usual trip of sitting in a car, it takes forever, and and me being so young, I can't determine where we're going or did I really care but I remember like a couple days into the trip I fell asleep in the back of my brother's car and I woke up and they uh I remember hearing on the radio station it said like the the voice of central Florida or the voice of Florida the sounds of Florida or something like that and I was like 
wait a minute, Florida is, uh, like, we're here, we're going here, we're basically going across the country to New Jersey, I'm like, and Florida's all the way down here, like, why am I hearing all this stuff? Not even thinking about, like, the scenery around me, I was just, like, so perplexed, and my brothers were like, oh, it's college radio, and college radio plays all the best hits from all the stations around the United States, so while you were sleeping, we listened to one from Maine, and now it's, like, the Florida one, and I'm like, okay, like, whatever, and I didn't think much about it, and I fell back asleep, and when I woke up, we weren't moving anymore, and we were in a parking lot, and I, like, sat up, and I saw, do you guys remember the old Fort Wilderness sign, where it was, like, Mickey as a, as, like, Davy Crockett, and he had the turkey gun, it was a big medallion that you would see up front, uh, we were parked right next to it, or we were parked in the parking lot next to it, and I was like, it took me... It took me like a minute to comprehend where we were. Uh, so it turns out that my folks, in between the moves, uh, decided we'd spend two weeks down at Disney World. And I, like, I lost. I totally lost my shit. <laughs> I flipped out. I, like, got out of the car, started screaming and running around the parking lot. Like, everybody was in on it but me. I was the only one out of the whole trip that didn't know where we were going. And uh, I was like, uh, at first I thought we were like, is there like a Disney World in, in New Jersey? There certainly isn't. Uh, but uh, everyone else knew, and so everybody was in on it. And it was like the the greatest, like, you know, the ch- like the childhood pure pleasure of something that you really really love, and it's coming true. And I was I couldn't believe it. So we we spent the next two weeks at, at Disney World and just had a, had a blast before uh, moving uh, to the Northeast to New Jersey and uh, and then you know whole another bit of my life you know took off from there. But that story. So th- the stories that I love are the ones where it's not very rarely are the the, the things that you love like the rides. Like, you love going to ride the rides, but when you get home from family vacations, you're like, yeah, it's fun. Like, I, I rode whatever, and it was cool, but it's the f- it's the things that happen with your family is what makes the trip amazing. Even if it's, like, a crap show while it's going on, and everyone's angry and arguing, but you always come back, and you laugh about it, and you enjoy it, and... Uh, I think that's why I had such a personal connection with Walt Disney World is that I we used to go there so much and we went as a family and we had our our our, our own experiences, our own stories to tell, you know, the ones that now I can share with you guys and so when I went to the casting building that day when I was 16 17 and uh, I think that's part of the reason why I didn't get back on the bus when when the ride I, the job I wanted wasn't available. I didn't get back on the bus to go back to my car and say no. I was like, let's give it a try because I have I've had these experiences and now I get to be a part of other people's experiences. And so I don't think that was the key, the whole factor, but I think it had uh, something to do with it. So uh, it, it all comes around. And uh, it's tough explaining that to people who who don't have, who haven't been to the parks or don't know the parks 
as intimately as other people do. Sometimes it just sounds like you worked at an amusement park, uh, but some some of it is, but there's something else within that, and I think a lot of cast members have stories like that and or want stories like that, and they want to be able to experience that or give that experience to someone else. So it all comes back around. So anyways, guys, uh, hope you enjoyed this special edition, I guess you could say, of uh, WDW Tales. Not really talking about uh, my days at the parks as a, as a cast member, but we'll get back to that next week. I've got a, some great stories lined up. I've got some Universal Horror Night stories, Tapestry of Nations, great movie rides, super greeting, entertainment, more super greeting, more movie ride, lots of movie ride, Universal... I've done a lot of things, so hope you guys stick around. Hope you're enjoying the show. Let me know if you are. Would love to hear some comments. I'd love to hear some review or see some reviews in um, in iTunes, so uh, other folks can find it and hear the stories that I'm telling. And uh, you know, I'd love your feedback. If you have questions about back in the day or what it's you know things that, that what it's like to be a cast member that I'm, I haven't answered, uh, let me know. Let me know in a Twitter at WDW Tales or on the Facebook page or um, anywhere, just let me know and uh, and we'll we'll talk about it. So, thanks again for listening to this one, and I'll see you next time.